It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. I'm Franny Benali. This is Klaus Lundekram. I'm Matt Letizia. Dean Hammond's here. And you're listening to In That Number. Here is Letizia and he's done it! Number! There's the reply! Very important! History made! It's James Beattie. Oh, Belter! But a black hat trick! That's an unbelievable! Thanks for checking out In That Number with me, Kevin, the Moscow Mush Milverton, and Ray Hunt. Find me on Twitter at Moscow Mush and my co-host Ray Hunt at Ray Hunt 84 Follow the show at Number Podcasts on Twitter, in that Number Podcasts on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you can be bothered, send us an email to inthatnumberpodcasts at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe, and give us good vibes. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of In That Number Proud to be a part of the Sports Social Network. This is episode 192. Uh, what a wonderful game of football we had on Sunday afternoon as a swan song to our season and indeed the Premier League. Very good way to go out. Uh, but the fact is, terrible season. Just the 24 points, six wins, seven draws, 25 losses. That doesn't seem right. But yeah, two wins at home. Just uh, too many poor decisions made by the ownership. Poor transfer windows. Sacking Ralph too late, I think. Bringing in two managers that just weren't up to snuff. Uh, so down we go. But as I say, we, we did go down fighting this time. Joining me this week uh, is the Moscow Mush, Kevin Milverton and Tim Bazance. Say hello, boys. Hello. Hello, boys. <laughs> Good. You guys sound um, 
you sound in good spirits, especially because it's like 6.30 in the morning in Chicago. I'm, I, I envy you, Tim. Yeah, I'm surprised I'm up and awake on a, on a holiday weekend at 6.30. But uh, nonetheless, beautiful weather here, beautiful time going on in Chicago and uh, swan song for our funeral uh, yesterday. <laughs> so lots yes. of um, lots of excitement that we had. And Kevin, how's the how's the weather in your uh, PO postcode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's glorious. It's sunny Sussex by the sea. I'm I'm enjoying it. Good, and I'll be up there soon. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, fellas, uh, let's just forget the rest of the season just for a second. Uh, and and the yesterday's game. What game? Um, and just like Kev, you alluded to it a, a while ago, like the shackles would be off. It would be a dead rubber. Yeah. Uh, both teams will go for it. And we saw an eight goal thriller. So, yeah, w- what a game for the neutral and for us. Yeah, definitely. It's just that I, after a whole season of absolute misery at St. Mary's, uh, it's just become so depressing that the thought of um, interrupting a bank holiday weekend to watch some absolutely dross football wasn't re- particularly enticing. Uh, so I unfortunately turned down the opportunities, but uh, yeah, I'm kind of regretting that now. Oh it's a yeah, very enjoyable day. Yeah, I said I tried to get you to go come along, and you were like, "Nah, I can't be bothered." To be honest, it was so you. Yeah. Well, yeah, by that point, but if I, you know, by the time you have to, when I was planning it, this the, the tickets went on sale, you know, weeks ago. Mm. Uh, I don't think any of us fancied it. No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, it was um, it was good. It was good to be there. Good to be a part of it anyway. But yeah, right. Okay, well, so we'll go straight into the ITN news then, chat. This is ITN in that number news. Oh, nice. You're a twat. Lovely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So ITN news. We're going to start with um a club statement regarding Ruben Sayas. And, well, I mean, it, it's what we expected, but it, it, it's, it's official now. He, he's gone. He's done. Uh, do we have to say goodbye to him? I, I suppose. Goodbye and thanks. Is that, is that Adios, fair? Adios. Adios. Okay. We'll just say that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Southampton Football Club can confirm that is how conversations with men's first team manager, Ruben Sayas, and decided that his contract will not be renewed when it expires at the end of the season. The club wants to place on record its thanks to Ruben for taking on the managerial position at a difficult time for the club and for giving his all as we attempted to stay in the Premier League. Um, Yeah, uh, again, Tim, are we happy to see him go? I mean, do, don't, I mean, it's weird because the players that have been largely not performing well all season, and yet we give them a good send-off. I mean, even Elianusi had a good one yesterday, but we haven't really given Ruben Sayers a good send-off, have we? Yeah, well, goodbye and thank you. <laughs> Um, Thanks. Here's the, here's yeah. Here's the thing: is that you, you want you want the nice guys to succeed, and sometimes it's just not going to work out in the role. And you 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 wish him well. And Ruben, from all accounts, uh, was a top uh, person working with the club and working with the players, and was well respected among all parties involved. And so that's great. But ultimately. Is soccer is a game of results, and the results didn't show. And we are here sitting in 20th place talking about how, how we're going to, you know, deal with our transfer strategy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, like you say he, he seems like a nice player. He does seem like a nice player. And all the players have, have said that they've enjoyed, you know, working with him, which is nice to hear. But I don't know. He just wasn't really up for the job, was he? Never, never really was. And we we said it at the time that why why get him in 
um, when you've got people like Jesse Marsh that are waiting to to give that full-time contract. And also, Ruben Sayers has said that he wants to manage in the Premier League. I I, I don't really think his... I think if he wants to, to manage in a top flight, he's going to have to go back to Spain, really, isn't he? Or um, even somewhere else in Europe, because I don't think he's going to have anyone in the Premier League looking for him now. Yeah, and Doran Premier League is, is ripe, I think, for, for Ruben. Probably is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and of course, big changes expected in the summer. Uh, Prousey and Lavia are the biggest ones. Uh, but we still don't really know for sure about that, do we? But one thing we are sure of is, is Theo. Uh, that's confirmed. I mean, where do you see him next season, Kev? I think there must be a Premier League gig that um, he'd be going for. Luton, maybe? Possibly. <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, like, if he can't... I mean, do you think this was a decision for the club to let him go? Because if he's still Premier League quality, then surely we could use him in the Championship for another year. But if, yeah, he, if he still bit... thinks he's ready for the, he can go to a Premier League team, I mean, then fair enough. Then it might have been his decision. Yeah, I mean, his uh, his time with us is he started off very well and he's ended very well. In the middle, there was that that sort of gooey bit that we're not sure about. <laughs> yeah, but um. I, he's definitely showing this season that he can still do a job at this level. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which begs the I question, like, why isn't he, you know, trying to, to get us back up to the championship? Because I'm sure he'd have a big, big part to play. I do think, though, Tim, that it's, I mean, with Ward-Prowse, he's on 100 grand a week, isn't he? And, and uh, Theo Walcott's the second highest paid pay, uh, player on the payroll. Getting both of those out in the championship, it, it kind of just says that we're moving on without those. So maybe it was a club's decision to say, look, we can't pay your wages next season. So maybe it might be good for you to go and try another Premier League team that's going to pay you. I think next year he'll be sitting for his uh, for his coaching badges. So mm. that's I don't think he I think he's done. Yeah. Uh, you don't think he's going to play? No, I think he's done. I don't think there's well, a true it, it, opportunity that's going to be able to want. He, he might be wanted at some point in time. And I'm sure there's probably have been offers for him. I just don't think, though, that he's going to want to. I don't. I don't. Yeah, no, I don't think but, so because his his tweet that he put out saying that he, 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 I mean, he didn't say he's retiring. He just said that you know he's moving on to the next part and whether that's I don't know. I can't. He's not going to go to another championship team. And like Kev said, is Luton on the table? I don't know. Is there a team like maybe Everton could take him back? I don't know. I just don't know where where he's going to be. Um, but I guess. Fulham. Fulham. Yeah. Go back, back, back I mean, to London, Brighton, yeah. They, they like dried up players at Brighton, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> More news than um, season ticket prices. I don't know if you've seen this, but they have been released for next season. There's a 10% drop, Kev. Not, not a lot, but I mean, if I'm being honest, I really didn't expect them to drop it at all. I thought they were going to keep it the same. Yeah. Um, but they have dropped it. and But still, we are going to be the most expensive season ticket in the championship. Yeah, more than Leeds and Leicester. Yeah. Yeah, the most expensive in the championship. And I don't know, do you think it's a fair drop with the 10%? I mean, maybe see what the attendances are like. But um, I don't know how much do teams normally um, cut ticket prices when they get relegated. Well, Some I, of them don't. Ooh, I, no. I'm talking like when Newcastle got relegated, they dropped their season tickets by 33%. And the size of wow. Newcastle compared to us. I mean, that's it's vast, isn't it, really? So... But then again, you know, they're doing this this payment plan and they're making sure that the people that are renewing, they are getting that 10 percent discount. Uh, but then, yeah, which I guess we'll just have to see 
if if the uh, the season ticket waiting list at all is is is, is going up, I don't think it will. I think there's going to be a massive drop in that, but still. 10%. I think my ticket is going to cost me £40 less, but I was thinking about moving next season. Um, and if I was to move, I'd have to pay for a new season ticket price, so I wouldn't get that um, that drop. So I think I might just mm. just stay where I am, just so I can get that 10%. So that discount is it only for renewals? Yeah. Oh, okay. well, there's a there's a drop if you, if you do... I mean, if you were to get a season ticket last year, brand new, you'd still be paying about £20 less next season for a brand new one but i, I still i want to keep my whole 10 percent and go for that uh, and keep my seat as it is I, I like my seat i like the people around me which mm. we'll get to in a bit i'm sure because there's there's news on that but um but yeah uh, i i was um, stupidly i don't know why i was looking at the bookies uh tim i know you're not you're not a betting man um but i was just looking to see where you know automatic promotion where they're giving the you know the, the favorites Apparently, we're joint favourites to gain promotion, uh, and we're joint with Borough. Um, would you say yeah. that's a fair assessment, Tim? Did you look right after Leicester and Leeds? This was before Leicester and Leeds. Okay, so this is, yeah, so that, that makes sense, because any club that gets relegated from the Premier League should be, at minimum, expected to finish in, the play, in a playoff spot or above. Mm. So, yes, I think it's correct. I think it's also just based purely on... Um, the fact that we were in this, the Premier League, so we have the resources and players who have been here, and um, they're not counting on a significant amount of turnover comparatively to, you know, you're not going to get like a, a Preston North End or a Bristol City to just automatically come on up. So it makes sense that we would be compared to any of the other teams there. And Middlesbrough being up there, like Michael Carrick, if he stays on, he's done a bloody good job with them. It's... Um... Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they do in, in the summer as well. Um, also, just a reminder, there's a, um, the fixture release date is on Thursday, the 22nd of June. That's at 9am. So uh, mark that in your calendar. <clears throat> and as I said before, the, the start of the championship is Saturday, the 5th of August. Um, but there will likely be a, a live game on the Friday, the 4th. So hopefully that's us. Um, <laughs> Kev, this is kind of like your, your, your favourite part is the transfer news and all this salacious rumors that come in uh i mean have you had have you heard any kev any any potential movement because all i'm hearing whenever i look at transfer news it's all oh if russell martin comes in he's going to you know pilfer players from swansea is that what you're getting as well yeah just uh, which players from swansea would do fancy and uh, which players are we going to be losing i think those are um the, you just, the you just mean question. plug the gap yeah so we lose those players we need to plug the gap with swansea players yeah, we need to see, you know, what what ballast we're going to get rid of and uh, what superstars are going to be leaving, which players we can keep hold of, which positions need to be filled, and then the transfer rumours. But I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen anything enough to uh, to warrant firing up the transfer roundabout again just yet. No, not just yet. Mainly departures, isn't it? But um, and another one that uh, that I've seen is, is Bournemouth have said that they would like to take Jake uh, Jake. Uh, Jack, Jack fucking, yeah, Jake fucking, <laughs> Jack fucking Stevens on a permanent. Um, I, I, why wouldn't Jack Stevens want to stay in the Premier League? I mean, if, if Bournemouth love him, he's loving his time there. Tim, that seems like a, a match made in heaven right there, yeah? Yeah, I think he likes the pebble beach that's down there. <laughs> <laughs> it's sandy. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that could, uh, yeah, I think he could do well there. Uh, I think Bournemouth stay there and 
Um, I don't know. I'd like to think that he's got more um, more in his tank at, at Saints. I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him come back. But then he's again, you know. has he been getting how much? How many minutes has he been getting in there? Because every time I've seen Bournemouth play, that he hasn't been playing for him. No, I haven't. I always check up on him whenever we do our um, our loan watch. But mm. then when I looked at the end of the season, all our loanees that have gone out, um, and and I saw Jack Stevens' stats, and I thought, my God, he has played quite a lot of games. And if I just um. I'll pull it up right now, if you wish. He had 15 games and he had 13 starts. That seems like quite a lot. Uh, so that was like 1,173 minutes. So that's, that's, that's quite a lot. It seems to be more than what I thought he was getting. That sounds about right. But um, yeah, if they want him, I guess they're, they're, they're welcome to him. Really? You don't want to see him back? Um, I just think we, we've got so many players, so many defenders. I mean, if we lose... We lose half of our centre backs, we'll still have more than enough to survive in the in the championship. Well, I mean, I do think that you've got to look at Bella Kotchap going, you've got to look at Salisu going also. Um, so there is people that we do need to plug that gap. I still don't know about Bednarik, whether he feels he could be in the in the Premier League still. I'd like to keep Bednarik um, yeah. and use him as our number one centre back. And I just think with Jack Stevens as well, it's it's experience that we don't have back there. Um, and someone that's used to playing uh, with uh, with Saints, so I, I just think it's it's a good opportunity to keep him, um, especially as, as as we don't we we don't know who's going, do we? That's the thing. Yeah, this is exactly it, um, and we don't know who's on what wages and what we can afford. Yeah, exactly. Parachute payments just going to pay that. That's it. <laughs> hmm. um, I have heard one rumor of a, an incoming uh, Fulham goalkeeper, George Pickens. Uh, he's on the agenda. Uh, he's been tracked by a number of clubs. Uh, I think Forest have been interested as well. So, again, the lure of a Premier League team is probably going to take that. But, yeah, he's into his final year of his Fulham contract. So if they do sign him, I guess he'd probably go out on loan um, and then they'd probably just give uh, Bazunu another go in the Championship is what I think. And then we've still got Mateus Liss as well. Yeah, goalkeeper's another one. No, come on. <laughs> yeah, but Willie Caballero and, and Alex McCarthy are probably going to be shown the door. Maybe. I mean, how much how much are we looking to shell out for him? I don't know. Well, I mean, he's on his final he's on his final year. So it's whatever Fulham think he, he's worth. If they, they might even give him another contract and then let him go out on loan. I don't know. But there's, he's one to look at. But a number of Premier League clubs looking at him. Um, yeah, maybe he'll get some minutes at Saints though, and that might, might be what he wants. Yeah, just bode well for Pizzuno if that's the case. Mm, no, we need a cup keeper, don't we? <laughs> right, okay, well, we'll go straight into the Liverpool game then. Uh, lots to discuss on this. Um, yeah, so as I say, an entertaining 4 4 at St Mary's in the sunshine uh, for what will be our last Premier League game for at least another season, anyway. Uh, Liverpool took a very quick and comfortable 2-0 lead with goals from Diogo Jota and Roberto Firmino. 14 minutes, that was. Uh, Captain James Wood-Prowse got one back five minutes later. Then, unbelievably, a double from Suleimana, followed by Adam Armstrong from the bench to give us a 4-2 lead. Uh, But within 10 minutes, it was 4-4 with another goal from Jota and uh, Cody Gakpo. So, yeah. Let, let's let's go over this. So I, I want to start by saying, though, that there was drama in the stands. And I don't know if you saw this because it was all kicking off. Um, the, the not so secret Liverpool fans sitting in the home end. Did you see any of this? No. Behind the goal, there was a group of lads. Um, and as soon as uh, Jota scored and made it one nil, one of the kids, only I say kid, he, he was barely a teenager. He must have been about 13, 14. He stands up 
and he's waving his Liverpool flag. No, not a flag, a scarf. Mm. You go a goal down and you see someone stand up and do that, then it all kicks off, right? And I was one of them as well. And just saying that, you know, get them out, chuck them out, which uh, they, they did eventually. But yeah, it's it's a problem that's been happening. It's been going on all season, hasn't it? You just the, the... Was he in the chapel? Yeah, he was behind the I'd goal. I'd like to see him try that at the north. <laughs> yeah, he probably didn't even realise what he thought. He didn't think it was probably a, a bad thing. But yeah, they... Uh, they got shown their marching orders as well. Bad start to the game, but yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Kev, there was one change from that Brighton defeat. That was um, Suleimana for Aribo, um, and that seemed to do the trick, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, um, certainly did. Imagine, imagine if Aribo was part of this match, it wouldn't. I don't think we would have been looking at the same result. No, definitely not. Um, but yeah, it didn't take long um, for, for Liverpool to take the lead. It took ten minutes and. I was fuming after that because it's the same shit again. Like when we went, we went at Brighton and the same thing happens then where they just don't seem to learn from their mistakes. And it, it just made me so, so angry because all this backpassing and putting ourselves into in trouble. And then, you know, you can see the goal like that. It's just that can't happen at any level. Yeah, we've seen it time and time again this season. And uh, <clears throat> it is playing out from the back. That's the problem, isn't it? Why do you keep doing it? I, I don't know. It's. It was it was um, so sloppy. I mean, maybe I'm kind of I'm thankful that it was it was Lapia um, giving away that first goal mm. because uh, maybe there's a little bit less interest in him now. Maybe <laughs> keep hold of him. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not so sure about that. But yeah, it was just the same 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 shit again. And then Tim, four minutes later, Firmino makes it two. Uh, the defense just kind of like parted for him, and Lianco doing. Well, God knows, God knows what he was doing. Yeah, I don't know. Was he break dancing? I, d- I don't know. But... <laughs> break dancing. <laughs> but yeah, just again, more defensive woes. Yeah, I mean, we just looked like shit and we looked truly like we gave up. Yeah, and there was, a, there was a bloke in front of me that said, fucking hell, this is going to be another 9 nil, isn't it? And I thought, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> That's what we were thinking, too. We were like, oh, God, it's... You know, it's another nine zero, and I was at the I was at the Embassy Public House or public, yeah, which was a really nice place. First time there in Chicago, so uh, thank you very much for hosting me. Uh, looking looking at it and seeing it, we're like, oh god, this is going to be so bad. And then we got one back, and then we were, I recognized really quickly there, they neither of them care. So no. it's just going to be, it's just, it looks like it's just going to be a free for all and. All gas, no breaks, uh, no defense, just vibes was our was our theme for the for the game. Yeah, and actually, I don't often agree with Jurgen Klopp, but he hit the nail on the head when he said we started well, we ended well. The bit in the middle was crap. And yeah, they were they were terrible defensively. Liverpool were were, were shot. That that was good. I, I don't I don't care about that. But yeah, we did get one back and. Prousey got it. It had to be Prousey. Um, Alcaraz made that happen though, because that was great movement, great run with the ball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One touch passing, and you know, pick out Prousey, who's just left alone. Um, not the cleanest of strikes. I mean, he's hit them a lot better than that. But uh, yeah, not the best defending again. But I mean, Alcaraz, yeah, take a bow. Sulemana makes it two two. His first goal for the club. Love it. Yeah. Again, the movement and the passing was key there. And that was Lavia, wasn't it? I believe that won yeah. the ball back. So, yeah, it gets back in the uh, in the graces of the Saints fans there. And, and Walcott finds that that final pass and Suleiman's first touch. And it's, um, yeah, it's 2-2. Unbelievable. It just it makes me so sad that um, it's only 
towards the end of the season when it's too late that we, we see performances like that from Theo and from Sudamana. But that, I mean, but, that might go back to what Tim was saying that, you know, players, they just weren't really caring. I'm pretty sure if this was, at the, you know, middle of the season, then Liverpool wouldn't have been given up just like that. Possibly, possibly Liverpool made us look better then, but yeah. But this place that you were at in Chicago, was there many Saints fans there? Because I can imagine it must have been just like a Liverpool fest. Uh, well, it's it, generally when it comes to U.S. bars, unless you're very exclusive for one reason or the other. With Chicago, this was a this was an eclectic mix. It was the owners were from Leeds, and so there's a bunch of Leeds fans, and there's yeah. a few Everton people there. Um, oh and yeah, and there you had the full spectrum there we, then. Yeah, there's probably like 12, 14, 15 Liverpool fans, and then Raul and I. So that's two of the <laughs> four uh, Southampton fans here in the city of Chicago. Because it was a dead rubber game, it, people were just kind of like, oh, whatever, you know, it's kind of fun. And it, even for us having the game on right in front of us, uh, I mean, we were still pretty enamored by the Everton game in the background, well, at least initially with the Leeds game, but they went down 1-0 and never looked like they were going to be able to be uh, come back from it. Yeah, um, they were going down quicker than Kev's mum, weren't they? Ooh. <laughs> oh. So, but... <laughs> Sorry, Kev. You know, we're, we're sitting over there, and like uh, it's just an absolute goal fest, so people will start looking at us like, what, are you guys crazy? And we're like, no, it's... It's 20 minutes in, and there's already been three goals scored. So they look at, they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> it was good. It was very good. Um, but yeah, then after half time, it, it just got better. It was great. It was so good to watch. Um, Suleimana, now what about this one, Kev? I mean, picked it up in his own half and then just went. And that, that's what we've been missing, isn't it, all season? Some drive, some desire to get the ball moving and some purpose. And yeah, a great, great goal. Dare I say, does it? It kind of reminds me of the Buffal against West Brom. Not yeah, quite, not quite as skillful, but you know what I mean. It smacks of um, Letizia a bit. He's like Letizia on speed, <laughs> running practically the whole length of the pitch and then chipping it past Gallagher. It was, yeah, absolutely unreal. Brilliant guy. Again, where where is this coming from? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, again, is it just Liverpool sitting off? I don't know, but yeah, you have to give us. Right, Looking to impress in front of a uh, bigger crowd. In front of Klopp. <laughs> this, is what, this is what I can do for you next season. I'll get you back in the Champions League. Yeah, there was a moment when Elianusi come off uh, in the second half and he's saying his goodbyes and he's getting hugged on the pitch. And then Jordan fucking Henderson. Oh, what a piece of shit. Did you see that? No, no, no. What's this? Oh, Elianusi's gone off. And as he's walking off, he's getting hugged by Ward Prowse and he's getting hugged by Walcott, I think. They're just saying, you know, this is his last game and all that. Jordan Henderson walks up to him and pushes him, just as if to say, get off the pitch. It's like, uh-huh. no, I think if that had been James Milner at Anfield, do you think he would have done that? No. Or, or Furman, I Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, and I just thought, yeah, well, yeah, just, I never miss an opportunity to stick the boot in Jordan Henderson, but yeah, he's just a piece of shit. Um, yeah. Um, and then it made it was even better when um, Adam Armstrong scored because, I mean, well, we gifted Liverpool a goal, didn't we, the first one? And then they nicely returned the favour and it was Jordan Henderson um, just passed it straight to Adam Armstrong. And, and again, one thought in his mind, he was just like, I'm going to score here. And he's just gone with it. And left foot as well. I think that's just an underrated finish there because that was that was really good from Armstrong. Yeah, karma with a uh, with a Henderson uh, dodgy first. Yeah, just the, the the way you can you can dribble dribble it that far past their defence and uh, roll it straight in 
from the edge of the box. It was absolutely marvellous. Uh, yeah, when he shot, I thought, oh, my God, was he shooting that? He could have gone a little bit closer, but no. Yeah. I don't think uh, your um your namesake in, in the Liverpool goal had... I don't really think he had a very good game. No, no, not really. Um, but, yeah, but, well, that was, like, his first touch of the ball as well. <laughs> and he just literally come on the pitch. Tim, we're 4-2 up, um, and then we, we, we drop completely. Uh, Liverpool scored twice. What happens? If you look at the goals, especially the third one, uh, where the run of, where the, Gakko. there was just some really sweet, yeah, it was, I mean, Gakpo was the finish, but everything was the mm. lead up to it. And it was just absolutely gorgeous um, that, you know, even if you were not in the end of the season mode, that was absolutely fantastic. So, uh, you know, just the one-two pass and the flicks over the top, we got we got caught out. And then so then after that, uh, we truly then gave up and it was just 4-4. Four, four. And yeah. we're all sitting there and we're all sitting there and I'm like, there's a couple shots towards the end, like the Salah chip that was uh, that almost won it. That almost oh, I went forgot in. about that. Yeah, the post, yeah. Yeah, we, we were thinking, I mean, I was talking to a few of the Liverpool fans, and we're like, this game does not deserve a winner. This game deserves a draw. And uh, just the end of the season, it doesn't matter, but it just feels right to be to not have a winner over one, for one person or the other. And it felt right. Yeah, I want to talk about the, the Jota goal, the, the equaliser, the second, his second goal. Uh, Tim, did you see the, did you pick up anything in that build-up? Yeah. I don't know how you saw it, because I thought there was a handball. And I think it might, I think it might have been Trent over by the side. The ball hits his knee and it goes up and hits his hand. Um, everyone in the stadium shouts and stands up, oh, it's handball. But yet they let the play go and then Jota finishes it. And I thought to myself, OK, this is fine because um, VAR are going to take this one back and, and strike it off. But they, they just no one seemed interested. And I was so disappointed with that because I was sure that there was a handball in there. And I've looked back at the highlights and I'm not you know, I can't get a decent angle on it. So I'm not sure. I don't even know if they even looked at it on VAR. Well, yeah, I think VAR just decided not to play uh, today and not to even show up because getting us ready for next year. Well, yeah. Did you see the Brie in the first half? Did you see the Brie tackle mm. um, that was in the that was in the 18 yard box where Brie basically tackled uh, whomever it was there right inside the 18? And like I was oh, sitting there, I'm like, that's yeah. A, yeah, I'm sitting there like that's a penalty. Like <laughs> like he straight up just kind of like wrangled him down and you you get you get through it and the refs just the Joe just yelling at the ref and the refs like no that's good play on. And so oh, is I this, is this like, the one that Lianco got involved and in? he sort of like yes. shoved him? Yeah. Yeah. I, we were just screaming at Jota to get up because I didn't think there was anything in it. I mean, obviously, oh, if he, I looked at it on, on different replays, I would have maybe had a different view of it. Yeah, he totally got – he Bree totally kind of just wrapped, wrapped him up. So Good. I basically – if you if you want to call it like, you know, the equalness of it, like we should have we could have gotten away with that. And we definitely got away with that one. And if they got a handball, so be it. We, we made the game look good. Everything looked good. But that's um, what they are thinking. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kev, there was a moment, right, that James Wood Prowse got subbed off in the 87th minute for um, Sam Amayahu, which he made his um, made his debut, of course. Sayers insisted that it wasn't a goodbye. Um, and he said he, he deserved that moment with the crowd. And he said it was just at the end of the season thing. And he said, we, we didn't think of what happens next. 
I don't think you're fooling anybody there, Ruben. I think that was definitely his his chance for Prousey to say goodbye. Yeah, I mean, only Prousey really knows at this point. I think, I think everyone understands that it's probably going to end here for him. Yeah, I guess, I guess it's just it, the ball's in, in Prousey's court, isn't it? It's kind of like, yes, he's going to go, but he's not had an offer. If they make an offer, then he'll go. But at the same time, you can't speculate and say, yeah, yeah, I'm going to... Newcastle or I'm going to Liverpool ever because you know there's nothing concrete yet so but yeah, yeah I, I do think that was Ruben no just, just saying yeah come on everybody on your feet and clap him off yeah no one would begrudge him the move say about the substitutions that they, again they came too little too late uh, it was, uh, uh, Adam Armstrong came on and made a difference okay great and Stewie came on and okay didn't make that much of a difference but yeah. um I think at that point, you even in this dead rubber of a game, you you, you want to show that we can do the spectacular four two up at home, and you wait until uh, the last few minutes to to get your other players on. Yeah, I think I those. Get, I, 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 I I think he was thinking he wants to give Ballard, um, uh, Am- Amo Amiyar and um, uh, Cami Doyle some time, mm. but. At the same time, there's a chance to win this game. He doesn't want to take too many risks. But at that point, it was just like, this is all Liverpool and this is only going one way. Can I really afford to be taken off my best players and put these youngsters on right now? Because if that if that went completely downwards and we ended up losing it 5-4, then that would have been totally on Ruben Sayers, wouldn't it? Just you, you haven't managed that game at all. Mm. I mean, Chalas was on that. He could have um, gone to yeah, five true. back. Yeah, because that works so well, doesn't it? <laughs> but yeah, and that that was it, full four, and it's still only two wins on the season. Do you know who those two were? Chelsea, Leicester. That's the last time we won <laughs> anywhere. Yeah, it was um, it was the Leicester game. But yeah, um, I tell you, we really, really needed that one. But alas, Kevin, uh, do you have any stats? Um, again, just the the usual. Um, yeah, we had uh, fifteen shots to Liverpool's. 30, can you believe it? Jesus Christ. 15 uh, shots, though. That's pretty good going. Yeah, and 10 of those were on target, which is more than Liverpool's eight. Eight on, on target from, from 30. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's just so, so much we limited them. Uh, what other stats do you want? XG? I don't have XG. Okay, do you want to have a guess then? Um, about 1.8 for us and 3.8 for Liverpool. That's spot on. Well, I've got 1.8 for Saints, 3.9 for Liverpool, but yeah, still. Yeah, <laughs> you face 30 shots and eight of them on target and four of them have gone in, so 3.9, I suppose. Yeah, but a 4-4, still. Tim, man of the match. Suleimana. Woo! Yeah, I'm gonna I'm going to double up on that. Suleimana for me too. It was an easy choice. Kevin, you're going to make it a hat-trick? Yeah, yeah, absolute no-brainer. Um, wonderful, wonderful game from him. Uh, uh, two brilliant goals, played a part in the others two. Uh, well, not the last one, but the first one. Got off five shots, three on target. So, yeah, super, 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 super game from him. Hopefully, we can keep hold of him for next season. Super Suleimana, there we go. Going to uh, yeah, Camaldinho, as he's known. <laughs> Is he? I think that's his Twitter handle, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's good. That's cool. Yeah, there's no game to preview, obviously, because we're done now. So, uh, yeah, we get the summer off. So, woohoo. 
Um, but we have got a few things to go over, like um, the Discord, Super Six Fantasy Football, and we've got these winners to announce. So we'll start with the Discord. Um, yeah, do you know there was only one person that came up with points in that Liverpool game? Do you know who it was, Kev? Moi. It was. You were the only one that went for a draw. Everybody else was going for a Liverpool win. Um, if you, if, you know, if, if only you would have gone 4-4, Kev, then you would have finished third. But um, as it is, our, our top three, uh, Dan Fox was third with 55 points. Uh, Alex Haas was second on 56. Uh, but our winner is Frederick Lazaro on 60. So, yeah, that was fun. Uh, yeah, thanks uh, to everybody uh, for playing. It, it was good fun. Uh, and if you do want to enter this next season, then you have to join our Discord. Uh, it's free. So don't worry. Everything is free. Um, it's, it's all for fun. But uh, yeah, if you want to join the Discord, then just um, get in contact with us on our email or or through social media and we'll, we'll get you hooked up so you can take part in that uh, Discord predictions next season. Uh, Super Six then. Uh, two rounds to go over. Round 56 was won by Tom Hennigan with 12 points. Round 57 was won by Adrian Gelder with 12 points. Um, but the overall winner... Uh, Jason Braganza, he wins the Super Six with 492 points and just two ahead of Gavin Burgess. Uh, so, yeah, congrats to, to Jason. Uh, oh, nice. Lovely. Exactly. Lovely. Thank you, Nathan Jones. Uh, fantasy football, Kev. Could we still start with Tim? Because he had his big, big final. And I'm, I'm, I'm rearing to hear how that went for him. Yeah. I am too, actually. And congratulations to Dan Buck, who beat me. Hey, well done, Dan. So 71 to 65, beating us absolutely fabregas. I hope you're listening, Dan. Um, yeah, well done for the for winning the cup. If I only started uh, Trossard instead of Matoma, I would have won. I started so, Trossard, but yeah. Congrats to him. How about the rest of the league, Kev? Um, for the Potters, um, I eventually finished fourth. Yeah, my 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 uh, is that a Champions League spot? Or can we have that with ten ten in our league? I don't nah, think so. Top two, I reckon. It's gonna be like the Scottish League. I'll be in the Europa Conference then. <laughs> um, yeah, Tim finished third out of our podcasters. Well, uh, Tim. Tizard in second. Uh, Oliver Boast absolutely ran away with it. Although it ended up a bit closer than it was before. Uh, on 27 points in it. Uh, Oliver Boast, well done. Um, the cup, the podcasters' cup, was won by uh, Harry Tizard, who beat Oliver Boast in the final. Uh, yeah, it's like a charity shield of a match. <laughs> and in our big league, I finished 44th. Uh, not my best or worst season. Uh, third, Marlon Ailing Allen ain't here. 2,570. Second place, Dan Buck. Uh, absolutely fabregas. 2,581. Um, had a f- fantastic final week to um, to jump right up the league. Um, he was only one point behind uh, Chris Ooh, Yeah, I see. Wow. Yeah. One point in it. That's so, ridiculous. Um, it is, yeah. yeah. But, uh, con- congratulations to Ambrosino. Uh, I think he spent most of the season on top and uh, has managed to to put down a late challenge from Dan Buck. So congratulations. Where did you finish in the in the in that number podcast league, Tim? I finished twentieth. Wow, 20th. that's that's good. Yeah. That's excellent. So, yeah, very very good. And Kev, where were you again? Sorry, forty fourth. Forty four. I was seventy fifth. 
<laughs> 20th oh. out of 111 people. 75th out of 111. Is that relegation? Uh, no. No. You're, you'd be you're the last uh you're the last twenty like twenty one percent or so. I did an Everton. Uh, I scraped it. Mm. What about the draft league? Do you have any any news on that? Oh god, I've forgotten about that. I've actually destroyed everyone. Of course you have. Well, I, I didn't pay any attention. Probably the only to one. Yeah, yeah. I've forgot about that. There's only four of us in that, isn't there? So I don't, I've probably finished fourth. But, yeah. I finished second. So it's just between me and Alex then. For sorry, the um, wooden. Yeah, Alex was last. Hey! <laughs> I didn't lose one thing. Uh, Tim, and also, what about our um, championship draft? Do you have the results there? Yeah, I did it. I did it with like four weeks to go, and I was absolutely destroying everybody. So <laughs> yeah. I can, I, I'll catch, I'll run the numbers again really quick. But I'm guaranteeing that I've uh, beaten you guys. Um, <laughs> well, the reason is, is um, you're doing a Mark Messier. Have, you guarantee a victory. Well, I had Burnley, Luton, Millwall. Let's see. Yeah, so I had oh, Burnley, wow. Luton Town, Millwall, um, and Sheffield United on my team. So, so you had it was all like, the three people that went up. Yes, I had all the three people that went up. So it wasn't even like it wasn't even close. Bastard. Mm, I took Coventry, I think. So. Yeah. Well, yep. You took Coventry. So. Oh. Okay, that's cool. Um, right, guys, uh, where am I? Clue number one, then, for the bit. This is an English stadium, so Tim gets a first guess. Uh, this stadium is located 126 miles from St. Mary's. For five points, Tim, where am I? Home Park. No. Uh, what was it last week? Swansea. Yes, okay. Um, 126 miles. Yes. Are you in Northampton? No bit closer than that, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, clue two for four points. Uh, 97 miles from St. Andrews, Birmingham, not Scotland. Uh, King Power Stadium, Leicester. No. This is where Kev's going to guess it, isn't it? Uh, are you in Cambridge? Oh, fuck off. How the fuck did you get that? Because it can't be in Wales, because <laughs> uh, it would be further away from St. Mary's, right? Yeah. It's got to be the other way. Yeah, well done. I'll read the other clues just because I, I took time to do it. So, uh, Clue three for three points. A county town approximately 55 miles north of London. Uh, and clue four for two points. Finished just two points above the relegation zone of League One this season. Uh, and the last clue for a point. A university town situated on the River Cam and annually competes in the university boat race. Yes, it's Cambridge United. What's the name of the stadium, Kevin? Tim should get this. Fisherman's Friend Stadium. <laughs> no. No, I have no fucking clue. Uh, it's named after your wife. The most beautiful girl in the stadium? <laughs> <laughs> she clearly listens to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the Abbey Stadium. But yeah, I, I thought you'd get that from there. But yeah, uh, Cambridge United, Abbey Stadium. So yeah. Okay, uh, yeah, that just leaves us with next week. We've got our end of season awards to give the shitners. So yeah, dust out your your tux, guys, um, and we'll, we'll we'll go through the awards. That should be fun. Uh, we'll also award our player and goal of the month for, for May, and then we'll just do a review of the season that was, if you can bear it. Um, but yeah, stay tuned uh, to our socials in the coming weeks because we have some giveaways uh, in the off season. So yeah, stay tuned uh, for that. So until then. Up the Saints. Even up, the Saints. up the Saints. <laughs> ah, lovely. Up the Saints. Open at Southampton. Mm.
Sports Social Podcast Network.